finished off this evening. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Lisa, what you got for C? Uh, up first, we've got Brian Ruff. All right. Uh, so I figured I would know most of you coming down here, uh, but I did want to come down here and talk to all of you. Uh, I guess present my case as far as me running for Perry County Sheriff. Uh, I, growing up here in the county, I think I have a pretty good idea of what needs changed and the things that I can change in my specific skill sets working for the city of Zanesville. I did move out of Crooksville, so just to give some of you my background since then, um, I worked for Somerset Police Department for two years. Uh, I left there in 2012, and then I went to the city of Zanesville. Uh, since since then, I have uh, was on patrol for six years, and then I became a detective in 2018. I've been a detective since 2018, uh, handling everything from uh, murders, rapes, kidnappings, um, sir, I'm sure you saw the shooting that occurred there today. Uh, if you didn't, uh, we had a shooting at City Hall this morning because somebody was mad about their uh, water bill. So uh, it's uh, I know how to handle just about anything and everything. Uh, I know there's a lot of questions of you know what's your uh, administrative skills. Um, I haven't necessarily been in an administrative position. Uh, however, uh, as a detective with the city of Zanesville, when we show up on scene, it doesn't matter if it's a sergeant, lieutenant, captain, or the chief, uh, I'm in charge. Uh, I take control of the scene. I'm the one telling people what to do. Uh, and I would say that uh, somebody that's got a sergeant's position for you know 15 or 20 years, uh, they can't say that they've got control of what the captains or the chiefs are doing. But that is, that is the case as a detective in Zanesville. Also, with my administrative uh, skills, I was head of our contract uh, committee and negotiated for our bargaining unit for the entire police department for six years. Um, so I, I know how to handle unions and contracts, uh, and I'm not afraid to stand up and fight for my department when it needs it. Uh, and I think the sheriff's department needs some change. Uh, I think, uh, and I don't have anything personally uh, against Sheriff Parker. However, uh, I know the things that I need to do as a police officer and as a detective, and I would almost bet that at 70 years old, he can't do some of those things. And that's nothing against him. Uh, he's done uh, the job that he's done for a lot of years, and I respect that, but at some point, it's time to hang up the hat, and I think that I would be a good candidate to fill that position. If anybody has any questions, feel free to ask. You know Ryan Paisley? Yeah. That's my nephew. Oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, worked with him a little bit. Thanks for letting me come in here and talk tonight. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Up next, we've got Chase Bennett. Good evening. Hey. I came back in December just to sit in and observe one of your council meetings, and uh, you guys have a good group here, and you guys have some interesting grant opportunities coming up, it sounds like, so that's good. Um, my name's Chase Bennett. I grew up in Glenford, and I'm running for Perry County Commissioner in the upcoming March 19th primary for the Republican Party. So just first thing that I do typically just for clarity, there's two seats available, but the way they work is it's a designated seat. 
So I'm running for the January 3rd seat. That's that designation. My opponent there is Thad Cooprider. The other seat is the January 2nd seat. Ben Carpenter is the incumbent in that seat as a commissioner, and he will be running against Dan Kensel on that seat. Where some of the confusion happens, Dan Kensel is a current sitting county commissioner in the January 3rd seat, uh, which was an appointment. appointment. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So that was that was some of that change around that happened. They appointed, so you're running against Thad Cooprider. Yes, yes. The committee appointed him to uh, householder spot who took the auditor's job. Exactly, exactly. So there was some shuffling that happened there. So I like just a moment of clarity there. Um, so, yeah, I'm running for Perry County Commissioner. Uh, my background, uh, my education is Ohio University. I graduated with a health administration bachelor's degree, worked at Genesis Healthcare System for a few years. And then six years ago, I joined my family business in plumbing, contracting. And we work right here in Perry County. We don't leave the county. We like it here. Uh, our family farms in Glenford, that's where our shop's at. So for the past six years, I've been a plumber. But five years ago, I took the company over. Um, my dad had some health issues, so we shuffled. And uh, my two brothers joined the company. So we are a strictly family company working right here in Perry County. So that's my background. It's really helped me develop some skills uh, with working with people, talking with people, building relationships and business. Um, and just communicating. And I think that's great, but for a county commissioner, um, it's great to have skill sets, that background, but to be a good county commissioner, you have to know everything that's going on in this county, and you have to understand it. And it's, it's a big county, it's bigger than people think, and there's a lot more complex issues than people think. Um, it's not just business as usual. Uh, we've got some different things coming down the pipeline that you know, if we don't get in front of and, and make sure that we have the right people from Perry County, making those decisions at those tables, um, I would be worried for Perry County's sake because we have some great communities that we want to protect. So um, as a county commissioner, something I'm interested in is obviously fiscal responsibility. I think our county commissioners do a pretty good job right now with being fiscally responsible, but that's something that's forefront for me as a business owner. Um, if you don't watch your finances and you don't make sure that you're getting things done and bringing in revenue and watching how you're spending your money, you're not you're not going to have a paycheck at the end of the week. And let's face it, the the county's a business, so you've got to make sure that those things are being done right. And uh, also interested in county development. And so if you've seen some of my signage, I'm interested in conservative, responsible, and sustainable county development. I'm talking with some people right now in Southwest Looking County. And they don't really like how some of this development has happened for them, which they're in the belly of the beast there in Southwest Licking County in Etna, Pataskala. But I'm talking with them about some of the things that they've done um, and some of the problems that they've had with um, sewer, water, utilities, roadways. These are all things that I'm concerned for parts of our county that if we don't have the right people in place, making sure that these are in place and being expanded and done right, we really could be setting ourselves up for a place where we don't even recognize our communities, and I want to make sure that that's protected. So um, as I work through all these complex issues, um, I'm hoping to stay involved in every community, um, listening to the people, getting to the meetings, and um, you know, using my conservative values to make sure that we're making the right decision for Perry County. So that's why I'm running. That's what I hope to do. And uh, if you guys have any questions for me, I'm all ears. Talk to you later. All right. <laughs> Good luck. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate Thank the you. opportunity. Thank, Thank you. you. Good to see you again. You too. All right.
You're up. Powers of deduction. It must be me. Alright. Hi, everybody. Sorry right. to be back again. Um, I have an exciting opportunity, which I've talked to uh, Chris a little bit about. The EPA uh, has created this uh, community change grant through um, almost $2 billion through the Inflation Reduction Act, and they want to distribute that to distressed communities. Um, there's a lot of places in Appalachia that, that qualify for that. Certainly, Crooksville is one of them. Uh, as a quick reminder, I work with Rural Action, um, and I know we've collaborated recently on the Urban Forestry Grant, so yeah. I'll let you know, want to hear something about that, but we, I think Perfect. we've got a good application in there. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, Rural Action, uh, my portion of this grant, so I work primarily in Perry County, is going to be a lot of Southern Perry, uh, a few uh, villages in Northern Athens, and uh, hopefully parts of uh, Morgan County, but we'll see. But definitely most of the focus is gonna be in Perry County. We're expecting our asks to land somewhere between 10 and $20 million. So the villages I'm talking to right now, um, got obviously Crooksville, Corning, Shawnee, uh, New Straitsville, uh, Somerset, and New Lex, and then uh, Trimble, Gloucester, and Nelsonville. And then um, hoping to connect with some waste management folks up in Morgan because I know they need some help with that. Um, <clears throat> so what this grant is all about is um, they, they want they're looking for three things. This is incredibly vague, <laughs> so right. the, the qualifiers are not super helpful. But um, greenhouse gas emissions reduction, future pollution uh, reduction, and building resilient communities. Well, what does that mean? Some of the examples they give include microgrids. So that that's, looks like, for example, with New Lex, um, they're having huge, huge problems with their water systems on the verge of failure. Um, costs eight grand a month for them just to run the wastewater system. But that's right over there by the fairgrounds, Jobs Family Services, and the commissioner's own attract of land right there. So we're talking about putting a microgrid for them that would power that wastewater system. That's $98,000 a year that stays in the village's pockets, for example. So microgrid um, is one, but uh, community resiliency hub is the term they use. So if there's a structure in town, um, that would be a good spot for it. A grid down situation for warming, for cooling, people to find shelter. Um, there could be funds made available uh, for that. Um, there's, there's a lot more, but um, yeah, it just that's why it's tough. What, we, what they want to show is that we have been doing uh, a grassroots feedback process. We're, we're coming out, we're talking to you all. Uh, I've got a survey that would um, be great if you all could fill out. It just takes five minutes or so. Um, that will demonstrate that process and, of course, being here and talking to you. Uh, it's very customizable. Like We want to find what, what Crooksville needs, right? Um, so I guess I could you know, open the floor to some, some questions there. Uh, also, we have a lot of time, and there's no match required, right? which is really nice. That was yeah. so, the most appealing part about that. Right. <laughs> Big pile of money, no match. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, we have till November 21st to turn it in. That's a ways away. Well, um, it's, it's not really. It's not. It's come to are, yeah. are you planning on having meetings where you do some planning and like pre-planning, maybe brainstorming on it? Like we've done that before in the past. It seems to work well. Yeah, yeah, we could we could do that. Uh, I, let's just consider this uh, a conversation starter about okay. it. Let's you just kickstart it. Yeah, we're going to kickstart it. We'll get the ball rolling, and I will work with 
you know, the village here to work with you all on determining like what the best outcome is, you know, to, to suit the needs here. Now, is this a grant that does, as it goes closer to the date that, it, that it's awarded, that the restrictions apply so they end up in certain areas and that's all they're going to, that they're really, really targeting, that they don't say they're targeting, but they end up, that money ends up going to, ends up being almost stipulated to go to that area. You know, we've seen that quite a bit with these open money grants. They, they start out and say, oh, it's open, dream the big dream. Uh, they get overwhelmed and too many people overwhelmed apply. And then they restrict down and it's like, okay. And then, and then, then it seems to be narrowed toward certain, certain areas, to be honest with you. It usually has to do with population because that's your voting population and that's what happens. Money goes where the voters are. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that doesn't will work well with Kirksville because we're not a large population, of course. Um, I, I, I don't see any... You know, the, the, this this pool of money is a much smaller pool of money, right? Uh, and mm -hmm. um, it's it's tied back to the. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm not mean to be a skeptic, but I am. But no, no, it's the honest. We need to ask these so. questions. You know, we need to right. we need to figure out all the angles of this thing. Um, just to give some more details on the scheduling, they'll start accepting applications March 15th. Um, but you don't want to be the first in the door necessarily. It's better to have a strong application. So our goal is probably get this in, you know, mid to late May. Uh, in, in that sense, they're going to start doing re a review process. So uh, also Rural Action has been administered a grant that uh, gives us technical assistance, which is really good for us. So we'll have technical assistance submitting the grant. And if we get it in, let's say mid, late May, they'll be able to give us uh, feedback and we can resubmit. Yeah. So I think that would make for a pretty strong application. Yeah. Tweak it here, tweak it there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to no, no, this is good. This is a, yeah. we want to yeah. ask questions. We don't want to be all Pollyanna and submit something that's going to get shot down. Well. Um, but yeah, I mean you can the um, CEJST model is what the uh, it's like ArcGIS map is what they're using uh, for the EPA to determine where the you know disadvantaged areas are so you know we're we're sitting in dark blue Smack on that map. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you can't get much darker yeah so new lex and crooksville are, are the strongest you know leads on this and i think that we'll have a really strong case to make good so good 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 are there any questions about the sort of if i can't answer any questions say i will email chris and we'll have a follow-up but I'm, I'm getting pretty literate in this thing is there um, a website i can go to to read this Yes, yes. It's a 96-page NOFO. I'll send, I'll send it to, to Chris. Um, <coughs> I'll forward it to you, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I think I sent it to you. That's how I learned. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But what you need to know is there's a lot you don't need to read in there because we're going for the track one, so there's two tracks. Um, so that's maybe, you know, 30 pages right there that <laughs> we could probably skip. But there's a lot of good ideas in there too um, that might help give you all some direction. So. What were some of the project ideas that they had? I mean, you did mention like the warming stations. What, what are you talking well, about? Well, like a resiliency hub is what what they want to try to prepare for is more extreme climate events. It gets hotter in the summer. Even these jet streams supposedly is tied to destabilize it, or the Arctic blast is tied to destabilizing the jet stream and it blasting cold air down here. And, you know, two-week spells, and if you're a senior and fixed income, you can't blast the heat, what do you do, you know? 
So they want to have like uh, these communities with lower income and stuff where uh, have spaces where people can go. Um, uh, New Straitsville, they got extreme flooding. You know, where where do those people go? Um, so having this like a community resiliency hub was one of the strong asks. We can also um, also one of the leverage points for greenhouse gas emissions, climate change, whatever is uh, can be uh, connected to um, HVAC systems. Believe it or not, so. One thing they suggested is like HVAC vouchers, for example. You could get four thousand dollars per household. Upgrade your furnace. Upgrade your yeah. Air yeah get a heat be, pump in. Be more. Be more efficient. So that I mean, it, it using less energy. The the community resilience hub is more of a like centralized solution, but there's also dispersed options in there. Like okay, okay what if we got HVAC vouchers for seniors or whatever, <coughs> and then we. We can't mandate it, but we can we can suggest here's a list of local businesses yeah. that would do this, take this voucher and circulate the money locally, for example. So there's there's a lot there's a lot in there, but yeah. I don't know if, if there's anything in the in the area here that just kind of jumps out like we got this big problem. That would be the thing to think about. Is there a way we can adapt this funding source to try and include that in the proposal? Most of our problems usually revolve around Wastewater and stormwater. Yep, there's a whole section storm in there. Stormwater. Stormwater and wastewater. Stormwater, yeah. That's the two okay. areas that are. We've, we've kind of taken care of our water problem. Yeah, we did a we did a four million dollar water water line replacement uh, program uh, back in. It started in twenty actually twenty sixteen. We got it under uh, started in in the fall of twenty seventeen and and. Uh, Finalized it uh, in July of 2019. It it took twice as long as it should have, and and uh, it was it was kind of a nightmare along the way. But we finally yeah we finally got it done, and and uh, we've we've you know uh, the uh, Army Corps of Engineers uh, that department kicked in half of the half of the funds through a grant. There we got 50 percent taken care of. Right off the bat, and then we uh, got a couple other uh, Appalachia Regional grants that were two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So kind of helped go along with that, and you know, tide tide getting rid of uh, lead supply water lines from the street into the houses. Most people took advantage of that, and uh, but uh, yeah, we had to do a eight or nine thousand dollar water rate study. Uh, a few years before that even to kind of get the ball rolling and apply for it and see where we were at and had to make rate changes and, and we had everybody has to have a little skin in the game when it comes to that but. right yeah well the, the um, wastewater you mentioned that's definitely applicable is it yeah so that, that that'd be a good one to look at and um, identify what those problems are we, we have we have we have, we have some issues that may be coming up in the future more than they are now. We have, uh, from time to time, like every small village, uh, you know, we have uh, uh, we have a, a, a septic system, basically a glorified septic system <coughs> in town. Everybody has a septic tank in their backyard or front yard, depending on where it lives. And then you have a lateral feed to the main trunk line that goes into a maze of of, of pump stations that get pumped up and pumped out and whatnot. Variable, grade. Variable grades. And uh, we've got a two, $2 million uh, EPA grant in now that was COVID funded that, that uh, we 
you know, are going to get for zero out of pocket, and then we've had to apply for a couple grants that are that are going to take care of that. Hopefully this year. Um, but to uh, but to your point, we have it's an aging system. It's uh, 40 years old, and um, you know we get a heavy rain. We get under facts and findings because we get rainwater mixing in with the sewer, mm -hmm. and it overloads the system. And and uh, we uh, you know. Uh, and and that would go that would go a long way if we could if we could figure out some things there to, to apply for. Great, that sounds like a, a good start to explore. All right, well, if there's any other questions or comments? Uh, stormwater repairs. Stormwater, yeah. We got ton of them. Pick pick any part of town, and we can uh, we could do a stormwater project just about any day of the week. Okay. Well, I'd say um, if, if you all, you know, are able to fill out that survey, that's one follow-through, and I'll send that to Chris. The others are, you know, at some point then we need a resolution just saying sure. this is the plan, and then um, we'll have to rope in anybody who would be involved, whether that's the code or zoning or whatever, um, any water-based professionals, you, you know, you have people with the switch plan or whatever. Anybody who would need to be involved, they want to see that there's accountability and there's going to be follow-through and all that, so it, that's pretty typical. But um, for now, follow-through, yeah, just the survey, and then I'd say we continue the conversation. I'll come back in about a month or so, and uh, hopefully we can put something on paper. The middle part of March, follow it up maybe with another one towards the the application time of mid to late May. That sounds good. Yeah, and and I'll send Chris any you know documents in process just to make sure it's fully transparent. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about the green space aspect <coughs> of this grant? Green space part of it. Green space. Um, I'm not familiar with. Can you, sorry, can you explain the question a little more? What do you mean green space? Maybe well, more like along the lines of alternative energy. Green energy or green, green energy? energy? Yeah. Yeah, th that's uh, that's one of the ones that they suggest in track one that, that would be good for funding. So, um, like I said, Nelex is going to use that to significantly cut down on their expenses of running the wastewater management. Um, so if there's a large expense that the village has, um, you know, and there's a green space nearby that would work for a microgrid, that might be a good choice. Um, and I think that having the option for that powering whatever problem situation there is, but also having that tie into a storage where you can have um, energy available to the community as well in a grid down situation would be would be good. I think that's kind of what they want to see, like that sweet spot of like providing a public good and also um, some resiliency. So how much space will we have to have to do a uh, green space energy, a green energy program? Yeah, for this grid, how much space we will need? Depends what you want to power, you know. <laughs> so I would I would say um, minimum probably half acre would be good, but to get some serious juice out of there. But if you can get a, a whole acre, that would be a lot of power. Do you, does this grid have to be close to the source that's going to use the power, or could, can we transmit it? Yeah, I mean you can't run it. Minor. I'm not a I don't understand the right. ins and outs of solar, but I mean I know that you know you lose 
voltage over yeah. distance. Voltage over distance. Yeah. So I'm sure there's. I'm sorry, I'm not an engineer or like <laughs> super confident in that kind of stuff, but um, I'm sure there's some tech workaround too. Probably an increased cost to deal with that. Do you think it'd be wise if we used our community center back here as one of these uh, resilient hubs? That would be a good. And put solar on it. Would that? Would that be? Yeah, a, that's exactly the kind of thing they'd want to see. You know, just put the battery storage in there. Uh, grids down. People know to go there. It's probably already a designated shelter of some kind, tornado or Red Cross or anything like that. So that kind of space in the community, then I think, get. I think right now the designated shelter is the high school. Is it okay? Yeah, and there's a, one at the fire station too. Yeah, yeah there's a designated shelter, shelter at the fire station. It has an actual room designated yeah, for tornadoes. Yeah, the rec center is awful close to flood water. Yeah, the rec center's been underwater before. The floor is. Yeah, that that probably maybe we don't say that part. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, play, play yeah. That. Specify which disaster you're talking yeah. about, and we'll figure it out. That's not going to probably help the application. Yeah, underwater, but but that kind of thing would be good. Yeah, so maybe it's not that space in particular. Maybe a um, fire station or something else where you can provide that service to the community. Gives us an idea. That's what we want different ideas for here. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be just one thing either. I mean, you think about, it, like I said, if we're going for 10 to 20 million, I'm working with 11 villages, right? You know, so do the math. It's yeah, no small amount. Right. It's a much better uh, opportunity there. It also goes quick. But it does it go does. quick. So it don't yeah. take long to spend. No, no. Especially when you are an entity, because then you got to do all the environmental studies, mm -hmm. and engineering studies. A lot of your money gets made up and pre-designed. Pre mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, all right. Unless there's any other questions or comments, uh, we'll take up any more of your time. But uh, <coughs> be in touch, and uh, we'll figure out the survey and all that stuff. Thanks, Eric. All right, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Next, we have um, the information um, regarding Aspen Energy, the gentleman that was here um, a couple weeks ago. So, um, in the bottom, <coughs> um, these are all the properties that um, we have AUP currently. Um, so, these are the numbers that he sent today. Um, the the current rate is what we're currently paying and then the proposed um, 
rate, which would be a fixed rate, which as you can see, would end up saving us a great deal of money. Um, now I can say that this rate is as of today. Um, in between what he sent today and what he sent two weeks ago. I think it was last. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Probably two weeks ago. Um, was quite a difference. Um, if you're just looking at, say, the first column, the 12 months rate savings, um, today's rate would save us almost $14,500 a year. And two weeks ago, it would have saved us only, I say only, but it was 12, 12 Yeah. So the rates have changed a good bit. They fluctuate um, daily. They're a market rate. So, um, but in most cases, it would save us a good bit of money by switching. So what are everybody's thoughts on this? What are your thoughts, Courtney? I mean, I think almost 15000 is pretty huge for a year. I mean, the enough. biggest ones are the fire station, fire station and the rec center, the rec center, and the heavy load places. Yeah, I mean, so that would that would help, I think. Fourteen thousand five hundred dollars is better in our checkbook than it is in ADPs. I right. can tell you that. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> can Can you answer me this? And and maybe I'm looking at it wrong. But if you go 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, and 36 months, the green is the savings per year. That's cumulative. Why does it drop? That's, that's cumulative savings over the entire time, and the rate isn't as good going out that far. Okay. Right. They're giving you the better rate on the short-term side of things because they know that rate is, is more stable three okay. years down the road because... Once they tie you into it, they can't come back and go, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you're yeah. locked in, you're locked in. That's yeah. true. Because if you look at your 36-month rate, you're at um, 0 0.06137 compared to the 0 0.05291 at the 12-month. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I think it's worth and those, that's worth a nickel. You know, yeah. that's a nickel. That's uh, a nickel and a half. And then, you know, that's six, you know, a little more than a nickel per rate, per kilowatt hour is what that is. 061, 055, 058. And this is something we would, if we did a 12 month, we'd renew it every year. Yeah. You'd have that option. You'd have the option to renew yeah. it every year. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You'd have that option. You'd have to do something, because if not, it would roll back over to the AEP. Yeah. yeah. And the current rate that AEP was offering, because they're desperate for us to sign, like a month ago, um, and he's changed his rate, but not to anything like this. It was what point zero six six eight six nine. Six, yeah, I wanted to say six seven, but um, so even with what they're they've come down to, it's a significant savings. They've been made aware that we're shopping. I mean, um, he's called me, and I've told him, you know, well, <coughs> want to make sure you lock this in today. You want to make sure you lock. I'm not locking anything in today. I bet he's left me thirty plus voicemails and sent me countless emails. Yeah. 
So, his big thing is just to get us to lock in today, whatever day that is. We did it for a year, then the next time around it'd be another negotiated rate. Mm -hmm. Market rate, man. Based on what the market, <coughs> what the market conditions would be. I say we give it a shot. What's everybody else thinking? Question is, do you want to lock it in and get the fourteen five, or do you want to let it ride and go a year and a half and do twelve six to give you that more of a yeah? And I think he even said he wouldn't go out any further than twelve or eighteen months yeah, if it yeah. was. Yeah, I would. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't go any further than that either. Do you hedge your bet and save the rate or? I think you probably do the shorter term. That way you have an idea of what you're doing and you're going to figure out real quick whether we should, should have even done it or not. Right. Yeah. Do you know much about this company? Aspen? No. Because we got a hell of a rate on the water project, too. And look where we got. What that? They're just a mechanism of selling you the energy. Uh, AEP still send them the bill they still collect yeah. money and so forth and whatnot it's not like they're out there digging a trench and putting an electric line in the ground or hooking you up or or turning you You're off or turning you on transmission fees to AP. yeah yes that's correct but it's kind of like uh, if you if you apply to the apples to apples like for your natural gas bill and you shop that out and they give you the comparisons It's the same electric. It's the same electric. That's weird. Yeah. What was that? The computer picked Computer on. beeped at me. Tom. Tom coming out of there. Yeah. Hit the mouse. I might have hit the mouse. Yeah. Yeah, I think try it. Yeah. So we want to go for the 12 months, or are you leaning more towards the 18 months, right? Well, if you do the 12 months, they're going to uh, rock you in at, at, as soon as you sign here in February, or does that start in March on the March billing cycle and carry through to the next March billing cycle? I believe it. It starts. As soon as, as soon as you sign, yeah, because because of how drastically it's changed just in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. And that's waiting a couple of weeks worked out. Yeah. yeah. Coming out of winter and it's looking like it's going to be warmer. You know, it's not going to be as sharp and as cold, so their usage is down. Demand is down. Supply is up. Price goes down. So 
So is this something that we want to unofficially vote on and we can lock it in? Is this something we want to ride it out and see? Because even next Monday, if he sends it to me, by Tuesday morning it could be different. And that's kind of the gray area that we're in. Well, I'd have him, if there's any resolution that needs to be done, I think he sent us one. We need to probably get it over to Jan, have him look at it and, and um, see what the rate is forecasted for well, I think it's just one of those day by day things. Yeah. It's based on utilities. We have to do a resolution that has to be done by the resident. It has to be resolved first. Right. Before we take it back. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can just say, yeah, we'll do it. It might be six weeks from now if you have to run three runs. It's hard to say where we'll be. But. Yeah. On a simple vote, maybe it'd be all right, but I'm right, it has to be. Come. Well, um, I'll get the information from him. You might want to ask Jan. Yeah. I mean, that might be simple. Nickel Big will let us know that we can go ahead and lock in the race. And then approve. And go through the resolution. Yeah. Okay. I'll talk to Jan. We'll talk to Jan and see. Um, we kind of keep an eye on what the rate right. is as I mean, I know you're saying we need signs. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's what I mean. It's going to be hard to approve it at one amount, and then tomorrow it's Come back at a different Yeah, amount. at a different. So. <clears throat> I'm good with either 12 or 18 months, either one. You know. I am too, but I'm kind of leaning. I'd rather see 12 just for the first shot. Yeah. You know, just to see what it's going to be. Make sure there isn't any hiccups that we're not seeing. But if you want to go 18, I don't care. I'm good with that. Okay. Up next is something that I'm pretty excited to even bring. Um, we have a quote for the baby pool. Um, yeah, that's just kind of a whole, a packet as a whole with pictures oh. and, um, no, it's not. It's uh, better than what you think. <laughs> it's even better than the estimate the Tom got like two years ago. Really? Yeah. Correct. So um, the ones, uh, so pictures and then that top one, if you want to take a copy oh, if you want it, it's just the quote, the one I just handed you. And then that's just the insurance and some pictures. Just so, a, just the projects they've done. Oh. Yeah, a lot of those are just different things that he's done. Um, They're just showing the projects. That some done of them are home pools. Some of it's concrete. Um, the way it started was um, a couple weeks ago. Courtney and I sat down with Roseville and Jeff Slack, and we were kind of talking about different problems that we were all having and a big thing that we were talking about was not being able to get anyone to come and look at the baby pool. Um, so what Tuesday or Wednesday last week Jeff called and asked if we found anybody and I'd reached out to Astro Pool and Patterson Patterson Pool and that's just showing proof it's just showing their proof of their insurance. The others just pictures take your clip off of it. Um, 
So Jeff had um, the small one concrete down to look at the splash pad. So um, and he sent them our way. So it would have been Thursday of last week, I believe. Um, Will Mock and a gentleman from his crew came down and spoke to Tim and I, um, took their measurements and explained to us that they started out as a concrete company um, and they had done so many repair jobs for pool companies where pool companies had kind of dropped the ball and so they decided that they may as well get into pools themselves. So they've been doing a lot of different pools. Um, from what he said, they've done work for different villages. I know Obets, they've done some work, not a pool, but some concrete work. Um, one of the pictures is a rehab facility. Um, they've done home pools, different, different sort of jobs. Um, Tim explained everything, all the problems, basically that it needs to be ripped out and just totally the redone. Pumps and everything are... Yeah, 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 yeah completely redone. Um, so this quote is basically tearing it all out, replacing it all, um, the skimmers, the drains, the returns, all of that, um, and then putting the concrete back in. Um, the water would be the 12 inches deep. Nothing's really going to change except yeah. we'd have. It just you're replacing what's there with yeah. with a new a new version. <coughs> That'll be the difference. It'll work. It'll work. It'll work. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll have a waiting. We'll have a, water. We'll have a waiting waiting pool or a baby pool back that'll, I think, drive more uh, people. Yeah. People this, people and business back to the swimming pool. This is something that we get calls complaints about all year long. Yeah especially in the summer. This is something. Uh, yeah. We, we looked at prices on this, what? Five years ago, yeah, I think it was. Longer than that, probably yeah. when Tom and I. Three years ago. Three years ago when Tom had that Patterson pulled in. It was like 107. It, uh, a few years ago, I don't know how long it was. I remember we got involved in this and there was something major wrong with the pumps and uh, the. Yeah. The line to sell that to run to the pool. And the pump is going to cost $100,000. This was, this is with them replacing it all. Yeah, it's right there on the quote. Yeah, I see that, but I mean. Must be getting the pumps from a flea market. Uh, you know what? If they can get it up and running with a flea market pump at this point, it's better than sitting there looking at that eyesore. Um, he well, said I'm it, not agreeing with you on that. I, it, something needs to be done on it. I'm saying four or five years ago, the pumps were $100,000. Now this whole quote here is 65000 I think the whole project three years ago was 107. 100 what? 107. That was the whole project. I don't know. I don't remember. There were some things they couldn't do. There was there were stipulations in there that they said they wouldn't do. That's why we backed away from it. No, it was everything. It was finding the money. <laughs> right. We have the money. This is well, a quote. Let's say, let's. Uh, let's I mean, let's, not let's if you look it. at your Star Ohio fund. 
we've got enough money in it. Park and, and pool puts three thousand in it a month, so park and pool had what hundred? I didn't keep it. Um, one hundred and forty-two. Yeah. So if we took the sixty-five out, we'd still have over seventy-seven because what, that, what's in the pool and park fund set aside that we're gathering? Um, park and pool has like eighty-seven in it right now. Because you're gonna have wages and oh, yeah, it has eighty-seven wages, in it. Um, we'll be wages. getting our first half. Um, taxes, here. taxes and then it'll be last year it was like 80 60 no i think it was 80 some for the first half so and 50 or 60 project for the pretty easily and not yeah we could just take the no. money out of the star ohio and we'd still have over 77 left in star ohio and just not have to touch yeah. anything from the regular funds can you, um, can you do it between now and... I think you can. can. That's what I asked. I said, <laughs> can you do it before the pool? He said it's their slow time right now. They can get her done in a month. And it would we'll take... It tomorrow. That's... It would start tomorrow. Well, that's what we're wanting. I was just happy enough that someone <coughs> actually showed up to look at it and measure it. Right. Um, I'm not so much concerned about the concrete and all that. As much as I'm concerned about replacing the pool pump and filter, because that was a big expensive part of the last quote, and it, you know, and he doesn't, he just combines it all together, and I'm a little leery. I'd like to know what pump and filter system he's putting in, so we can at least know that much. I mean, if it works, that's fine, but if we get in it and it's, that pump don't work, and what do we do then? <laughs> so it's empty, like, all sitting over. empty right now, except for the only thing we got to do is get a pump. So it's they'll replace like it the pump and we'll play. They'll It'll replace just be that much it and to we'll play the difference. Well, if it is a flea market pump, you're going to have to pay somebody twelve dollars an hour to operate the bellows. Slow <laughs> <laughs> jobs. I'll just send Fred. <clears throat> I can get whatever information you'd like. I, uh, I'm good with it. Let's get a, let, let's let's get more of a detail on the pump system that they're going to use. Gonna spell that out. And the replacement filters for how how do we? The big question is that the EPA requires you either the water you put in you have to change every day and get rid of it so much, or if you filter it you have to filter it constantly because of the usage of it. it's called a baby pool or waiting pool that's correct and they yeah. require you so much water has to be turned over one way or another this company needs to be asked what are you doing according to minor the specs children. what the EPA would inspect well, they do pull and, them, uh, and the circulation of the water you've got chemicals down there guys you got people that are doing it all the time. But this is a separate system. This it is, is it time. is completely separate, but I'm sure that it would have to follow the same guidelines. Same backwashing, yeah. same right. just make make sure that the steps yeah. on. Yeah. I agree. The price so looks let's good, get details but, on the pump you know, and then what the other details the do you want? Just we can they start after oh. that last one. <laughs> Did Tim meet with him? Yes. Okay. And, and Tim and, is very knowledgeable about all cool things. Yes. He yeah, he was absolutely there. Did they explain the pump system and what they'd be doing for filtration and the pumping system with um, Tim? They 
they looked at what we had have and they kind of went back and forth about um, the entrapment and all of that um, so as for you know technology's changed and then last time that baby pool worked <laughs> you know uh, we didn't have uh, we didn't have cell phones you know uh, we had bag phones in cars with big antennas on top so kind of like technology those things change those filtration right. systems change and I and I would assume that I think we need more concrete it would be good to get a concrete answer on the filtration system the okay. system just just details on details on it and if it meets the EPA criteria we can vote on does, it next Monday night if, if we have the does, information yeah. don't drag it out to be voted on next Monday we have it. We don't have it, then we'll have to delay it a couple weeks. Oh, we'll have it. I was gonna say, we will have it. He's been really great about getting me okay, cool. the information. That's why I wanted to make sure I had his insurance and all that. I knew that was something you guys would ask. Um, so I'll okay, get Great. Good job. If anybody else can think of anything else they'd like to see from him, just holler at me through the week and I'll see what I can do <coughs> from him. So. <clears throat> and insurance looks good. Okay. For the company. Uh, insurance. He's got insurance, proper insurance. Okay, we had talked about um, the work that needs done down at the pool house. So that's the next set of pictures. So I've got a set of pictures going that way, a set of pictures going that way. Um, with the soffit, the fascia, the Sighting um, and most importantly, the vents on those are the worst part. It's they're absolutely horrible. So that's what those pictures are. So this is him removing all the existing soffit fascia sighting and installing all new and then all new louvers and vents yeah um so the big thing is the vents and i can't remember if there's 72 or 74 of them um but they're they're the worst part and they're really an eyesore um So, so I know he said that that um, vents would be pretty time consuming. Um, but I just kind of wanted to put that out there for you guys to take a look at. Um, if this is something we're interested in exploring, I can get other quotes from people. Um, but this is just kind of a starting point. Yeah, get some other ideas. Just a one quote. Just the one quote as of now. Huh? Yeah, I'll, I just wanted to kind of put it out there so we had an idea of where we'd be at. And if it was something we thought we wanted to get into this year, um, especially with the thought of the hope of replacing the baby pool. 
Um, yeah. I do think that if anything, at least the vents need to be replaced. Um, there's a lot of open space in there where we could have a lot of critters and whatnot in the areas. Um, but it's they're in bad shape. The soffit, the pictures really don't do it justice. But if you're down that way, you might want to stop and take a peek at it. Couldn't any workers put the vent in? Then things. I mean, it would be too. We don't have enough guys with enough time to be able to do There's that. There's like 70. There's 70, 72 or 74 of them. So could it I would. Do it? You, you want to do it? I said, could I do it? Oh, I'll get you a tool belt. So. Um, well, once they get into replacing those vents, they may find some of the framing underneath the subframe, you know, the, right. the, Maybe the material you screw into might be rotted. We're going to get into some of that probably. Soffit definitely needs to be replaced. Siding would be good to be replaced. Yeah, there's there's a good bit of. Um, these vents are tore up. No, those vents closable or are they? No. They're just stationary. Just stationary yeah. vents. That's a pretty good estimate. But. Wesley Kern. Current current construction. He did the did the roof out at the water plant. We've got soap in too, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Yes, you're right. Correct. But if this is something you're interested in, you think that we I can start getting other quotes. I just wasn't gonna go out and get a bunch of quotes if we didn't know that. And we have a ballpark. Yeah. So would you like to see additional quotes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, yeah. um, it needs done. It, it looks terrible. I mean, it really is an eyesore. And then where it's pulling away, it's just going to end up doing more damage to the wood underneath. So. Well, if it's pulling away, the wood underneath is probably already damaged. There are certain areas that Tim was really questioning. So um, I know Mayor Muller had asked for um, a quote for the roof of the concession stand at the football field. So that's the next quote I'm putting around. Makes it uniform. Yep. Since it's kind of under our control now, it's our building. We need to make sure that it's integrated in, taken care of, integrated in, and maintained. And the walking trail's back on, and that concession stand may come into use for that walking trail. Right? Yes, it's yeah. yeah. I have several things that didn't make the agenda tonight. Um, that one. That's one of them. Yeah. But Chris Rice and I have done some talking about it. We do have 
map drawn up with a couple different options. We have it. Incorporate the wild We area. have it. Okay. We. Um, I think that has to be done. There's been a lot of people that have been sick down here, so I wasn't about to bring anybody else into the the mess that's been floating around here and a lot of other places. So. Um, so, what are your thoughts on the roof estimate? Get her done. Well, yeah. I asked if anything else. Do you, do you bid that out again and get, get more quotes on it? I mean, using. I'm happy to get whatever quotes. I... It's under the. It's under the it's threshold. Under, it's under the threshold. If you like his work. He's done all right so far, so far. on the salt bin and on the roof out of the water plant. Just done. All right, problem. Looks done. like pretty good quote to me. To work good yeah. on the. Um, $100,000 for that one up there to have Main Street. So $3,000, you can't beat that. Yep, it's a much smaller building. Now we're getting our money back now. <laughs> Sitting there with nothing in it. Nothing at all, just completely <laughs> empty. <laughs> Turn your hearing aid off. Turn it off. Okay. Well, I will get some more quotes for um, the work done at the house. But I think that's about all I've got for tonight. Okay. <coughs> Did you want to talk oh, about the, back the, the walk path? Yeah. Any more about it? Any I, I, I haven't made it that far yeah. yet. I just have all, some so ideas. Um, Bill wanted to integrate that new piece of property that we acquired, which Chris and I hadn't had a chance to do. Um, so because that requires crossing that creek, right? It's so on a little bridge. Twice. It's on a list of things up and coming. So. Because I do have the drawing of with but without that property, so. Uh, just but make, I'll get with. Just do it without that property. Just make it to where we could tie that in if we decide we want to. Okay. And that way you're just going to add more money to it. That's all. It's serious. Add more money. To well, and that's we did different loops, so you would have different options. You could do. Okay. Um. I really think that would be a cool option. Yeah. Well, in that way, if people wanted to do a mile, there would be that option, or you could extend it and do a mile and a half, or however. Um, but Chris and I both felt that would be a, a good option for down there. Just, you know, you don't know what people want to get into, and if they're set on a mile and a half, maybe they don't want to do a mile and a half. And that way they could add different right. loops to it. Off ramps. Sure. <laughs> So are we going to begin maintaining then that extra, mowing that extra piece of property that we know now have and taking care of it, keeping it mowed down so we everybody knows or we're just going to let it grow up or what? It's already grown up. It would be major just to get in there and clean it up to start mowing it. And then you got to get it, some, got to have a bridge to get across the creek. Well, a tree stump somewhere. Law tree stumps. That's why you make it a wild part of the walking trail where you're only clearing the trail. It could be a hiking trail. Well, the reason I asked the health department <coughs> always comes up with different 
calls me about different projects we may have dealing with maybe something like that. Trails or walkways or, you know. Jenny? Yeah. I don't know what our thoughts are on that as far as, that's, that's an additional, we don't necessarily have to incorporate that. In order to get over there and do anything from our property, you're going to have to put a bridge in. I think our property goes really steep. Mm -hmm. Our property goes Can you get a mower up through there, though? No. That's what, that's what I thought. <laughs> if you want to get a mower over there and mow it every week, you're going to have to put a bridge in. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, there's no way to get over there. And it could be one of those that we get it started, see how it does, and then eventually add on. That's why I said on. to keep it to where you yeah. can incorporate that at a later yeah. date. Yeah. Okay. Anything else come for Council, Stephen? I got one little tidbit of personnel I'd like to discuss, and then uh, just to give you an update on what we got going on. So, um, Need to go to executive session for the IR Vice Code 121 G3 personnel for D1 personnel. Okay. okay. I have some. What else you got? You I forget what. Oh, uh, how about uh, have we heard anything from Salvador? Sal Michael Salvador? What, what do you think? No. Nothing. I mean, I don't think anybody thinks that we're going to hear anything from him. What up, Dan? Okay. He left us clear out of the grant. Yeah, the grant that we didn't American, make American structure point, right? We, we didn't yep. make the yes. we didn't make the cut. We never even got any on application. Yeah. And we had to find out from somebody else. Yeah, third party. Yeah. Um, so all that time was wasted. 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 Even that day when we spoke to him, I mean, yep, you're going in. Didn't yep. hear anything else, so. So, but no, I don't figure that we will hear anything from him. I just, I just have one more mm -hmm. thing about the pool in the park. We oh. talked last fall about paving for the handicap, mm -hmm. and I don't want that to get off, get moved off the plate. I want to I want to keep that. Um, I just don't want to get forgot about because we talked about paving that paving one spot the for spots. the handicap. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to keep that. Okay. I, I just didn't want to forget it. That's all. Okay. Yep. I can get quotes for that. We have a uh, paving project this fall scheduled for uh, South Buckeye Hill and South State Street. And uh, when they're in town this fall, they may not get it done this year, but when they uh, do their quantities and qualities, maybe they'll have just a little bit left over. We can measure that out and say, can you do this for us? And maybe we can pay for it while they're here in town, you know, 100% uh, out of our pocket versus hiring McKee or somebody like that to come down and just do a driveway because you're going to spend double the amount. Right, because they have to move equipment in and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Do it while it's here. That's a good idea. I would hope not. I would hope with the paving project. Uh, I mean, to just have somebody come and do it right Oh, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to spend, I would say, between five and 
$8,000 today to do that driveway. Yeah, that just that parking lot over by the gate, emergency mm -hmm. gate. Yeah. yeah. Even if we just got one parking place, <laughs> you know, just something. I mean, we talked about it. Yeah. I, I just don't I, I agree. Get lost we in need the that. Shuffle. That's all I was meaning. We need Okay. I said, might want to, down there when the lights were up, look around those drains. Some of them are like ground around them. around the drain by the outside defense. Just check it out, make sure it's okay. The drain's around? The outside of the pool. Okay. There's one right there next to that parking lot. It's kind of different looking. Just have a look at it, make sure it's okay. Right to the pond. Okay. Anything else? Did you remember, Billy? Mm -hmm. Okay. We won't remember until we get home. You will, yeah, that's right. All right, we're adjourned.